Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We're glad to have you with us on the broadcast today. I am coming to you from Legacy Church, Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. I'm standing on the platform in the sanctuary. If you've been watching over the last couple of weeks, then you know this is what we're celebrating right now. God has been so faithful to us to help us get these doors open, and they're open. Right now, we're welcoming people from our community, and we thank God that he's adding to this place daily. And and we've been in a series on Legacy TV over the last couple of weeks talking about the rise of reverence. What does that mean? It means that, that God, though he may be real to you, he can become more real to you. And the more real he becomes to you, the more you honor, the more you reverence him, his things, his word, his church, his people. And our honor and our reverence for him is like an open door that he can pour himself through. And the more that door is open, the more God can get in. And we're seeing that. This, this room that I'm in, this platform that I'm standing on is proof to me. It's evidence to us there is a God. You know, we began seeking him a number of years ago about this transition and this move up here to the mountains of Colorado. And as we've sought him, he's used that as an open door to show himself strong in the life of this ministry, our own family, the families of our staff and those who have joined us. I'm telling you, there's proof of God all around us. And we see it in a major way. We just step outside this property and the beautiful mountains all around us. Every day we look at it, we go, there is a God. There is a God and he's good and he's faithful and he's kind. We're going to talk more about that today on the broadcast, but I want to give you the good report. Uh, like I said, I'm here in the sanctuary. These doors are open and partners, this is what we've been pressing towards in faith together for months and months, even years now, and our faith is becoming sight. We are so close to the completion of this first part of the project. Uh, we're, we're up over 95% complete now. That's the goodness of God and the same goodness of God that's got us this far will carry us all the way through. And and that same thing is true for you. However far God has brought you, the good news is he can get you all the way. Just stay in faith and take a step at a time. Amen. If you want to continue to be a part of what's going on here at Pearson's Ministries International, Legacy Church, Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, a number of ways you can get involved. If you're inside the United States, you can text an offering, just text LTV and any dollar amount to the number 28950. You can give online at pearsonsministries.com or if you'd like to write a check, you can make it payable to Pearson's Ministries and use the address that you see on your screen. Let's get into the Word of God together and I'll be back at the end of this broadcast. Go with me to Psalms chapter 33. I, I, I believe that in some of these things, there may be a difference in our church, in others. And again, please hear me. That's not a criticism or a judgment of anyone or anything else. That is between them and the Lord. And you got to do what he tells you to do. But in this, what I'm telling you is there will be a reverence and a respect in this house for God and for his things. And we are not going to strive to see just how casual we can be. 
we are not going to make it our aim to see just how much like the world we can look and still be called church. We're not going to. And I don't believe that has to exclude us from reaching sinners. Why? Why do you want an environment that makes a sinner comfortable? You want an environment that makes him so uncomfortable. Do you want an environment that just makes his skin crawl? And he says, I got to do something about this. And he either jumps and runs away or he jumps and runs to the altar. Chris, am I telling the truth? I know by your own testimony, man. I know what you've told me before. I know what others have said before. They came into the house of God living like hell Monday through Saturday and sat in that environment. And it wasn't because somebody pandered to the comfort of a sinner, but because they preached the word and depended upon the ability of the Holy Ghost to comfort in a way that you can't and I can't. And he let that draw them. Psalm 33, in verse 6, the Bible says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of His mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Verse 8, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. That's what it is to fear the Lord. It's not to be afraid of Him. It's to stand in awe of Him. The fear of the Lord begins in the most simplest place possible. It begins with you believing there is a God. You have to start there. But did you notice what the book of Acts said about that church? It wasn't just that they came to church on Saturday or Sunday and that on that day, they had the fear of the Lord. It said they were walking in it. What does walking in it tell you? It tells you, man, this was an all day kind of thing. They lived with this unceasing, unyielding awareness. There's a God. There's a God. And he keeps showing up. He keeps doing miracles. He keeps showing these signs and these wonders. And he keeps doing things that only a God can do. And this fear came on them. And that's where it comes from. It comes from the revelation, the realization, there's a God. And I'm done arguing with him about it. I'm done arguing whether or not there is one. I look into creation and I see evidence of his awe and his wonder. And I look to his word and his word said that by his word, he created the heavens. And by the breath of his mouth, these worlds came to be. I believe it and I stand in awe. I stand in awe. There's a God. Somebody say that. There is a God. And it sounds so simple, but do you realize that that is 50% of what he requires you to believe? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe two things. Number one, 
He is. Man, he could have made a list as long as your arm of stuff you had to do and boxes you had to check if you were even going to come anywhere close to him. But he said, no, you come to me. This is all I'm looking for. Number one, you have to believe I am. Oh, come on. How did he reveal himself to Moses? Who do I say sent me? You tell them I am. You've got to believe that. And the fear of the Lord comes out of that. But not just the, 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 the acknowledging of it or the, the verbal acknowledging, yes, there is a God, but the walking in it, the day after day after day belief, there's a God, there's a God, there's a God. And if you believe that and will walk in it, baby, it will change the way you live your life. There, there are places you will not go. Why? There's a God. There are things you will not do anymore. Why? There's a God. There are things you won't say anymore. Why? Help me out. There's a God. There are things you won't look at anymore. Why? There's a God. There's a God. And not only is there a God, he's my God. This isn't, this isn't being afraid of him. This is the fear of him. That reverential awe and worship that he's a God. And it seems so simple, but the next step in cultivating the fear of the Lord, you know what it is? You realize not only is he real, he's real big. Amen. He's big. My God's big. It's, it's so childish, it's so simple, but I'm doing that on purpose. I'm teaching. Yes. Listen to me, young people, kiddos. Yes. God's real. Your heavenly father's real. And he's so big. He is so big. He's bigger than the world. He's bigger than the sun. He's bigger than the universe. He's bigger than the galaxies. He's so big. He holds all this stuff in his hand. That's how big he is. And yet, he lives in you. See, what am I doing? I'm teaching our sons and our daughters, right? Parents, what are we supposed to be doing? Teaching our sons and our daughters the fear of the Lord. Not to be afraid of Him. Baby, you don't have to lay there in bed at night afraid that God's going to hurt you or God's going to get you or God's going to judge you. He's not to be afraid of, but He is to be feared. He is to be worshipped. He is to be honored. And yes, you know, you can talk to him just like Sarah said today. He's your very best friend. You can talk to him like you would talk to a friend. But what you can't do is be disrespectful. And we show our respect for God in our respect for mom and dad, in our respect for authority, in our respect for each other. What you cannot do, the one thing you cannot do and get anywhere with God is dishonor. Man, I heard heard somebody not too long ago talking about the way he talked to God, how God told him to do something and he said back to God, seriously, God, seriously? And he was saying, you know, I don't even pretend anymore. He knows how I talk to him. I don't even fake it anymore. Again, I don't know what's in another person's heart. But I'm telling you, you start talking like that to God. You want to say seriously to God? You know what you're going to hear from him? Seriously? Seriously, Jeremy? Or you may just hear nothing at all. Because he is to be revered. He is to be honored. He is to be respected. 
but you do it out of this comfort of the Holy Ghost. Anyway, thank you, Lord. Psalm 89. I know I'm taking a long time with this today. I can't seem to help it. Psalm 89. Notice this in verse 5. He said, The heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness also in the assembly of your saints. For who in the heavens can be compared to the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened to the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around him. He is greatly to be feared. You don't have to turn there, but in the book of Leviticus, there's an account of how uh, one day Moses and Aaron had made an offering before the Lord. And man, you talking about God being real to you? He showed up. God himself came to church that day and they made this offering and fire from heaven came down and consumed this whole thing right there in front of all the people. And the Bible says there in Leviticus 10 that the glory of God filled that place. Now we get so used to talking in those terms. Oh, glory. Well, glory to God. Oh, the glory was there. No, 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 no. The glory of God is the very essence of God. It's, it's the presence of God, but that doesn't even begin to, to say it. It's, it's this weightiness. There was one day the glory of God so hit the place that the priest couldn't even stand up to minister. It was weighing on them. The presence of God so heavy, so thick, so real. And God consumed that offering. But right into the next chapter, the very next verse, chapter 11, of Leviticus says that Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, they saw this whole thing happen and that fire go up. And man, they ran up to it and they were priests after their dad. I mean, these are the preachers. These are the priests separated by God to minister to the people. And they ran up and they had these censers, these, I guess, sticks or posts or whatever you would call it. And They had these things on the end of it and they ran up and they put that into the fire and the Bible says they offered a profane fire before the Lord and they burned incense not in obedience to God's commandment. In other words, these guys saw this big fire. They saw the glory of God. They're like, oh, I got an idea. Here, you get your censer, I'll get mine. Let's go get some of that and, 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 and we'll show it to the people. God never said anything to them about doing that. And the Bible says that the fire of the Lord came out and consumed them. And they fell dead right there. And Moses, I, I need to read this to you. Moses went to Aaron. I mean, what do you say? Your sons have just been consumed by the fire. And Moses went to Aaron in Leviticus 11, or excuse me, chapter 10. That offering was in chapter 10. It came down into chapter 11. And Moses said, verse 3, this is what the Lord spoke saying, by those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified. You want to know what happened? These guys 
played with fire. They were real casual with the presence of God, with the things of God. And instead of just doing what God had told them to do, the way he had instructed them in how to make these offerings and how to worship, they went to a place where they could be seen. They just got loose. They just got casual with it. And it seemed like an okay thing, right? I mean, it's all part of this service. And, but the problem was, number one, they disobeyed. And number two, it came out of this motive for them to be seen. And I don't totally know how to explain the difference between that day and this one. I do know that Jesus is the mercy of God. And that from the time he came to the earth and walked the earth and made the sacrifice that he did, there is, how do you say it, Lord? There's mercy in the air we breathe. And I don't think you or I or the rest of this unbelieving world has any idea how merciful God has been. And the fact that this isn't happening on a more regular basis is proof that he's merciful. It's proof that he's kind. But I do know that God is no less holy today than he was that day. The book of Hebrews, this will be my last scripture. Sarah, you guys coming up. Jordan, help me with this. I feel like I'm just searching here. Hebrews chapter 12 says in verse 28, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. That's what makes our service to God acceptable. When we serve with reverence and with godly fear. Why? Verse 29, For our God is a consuming fire. Now, I'm not reading out of the book of Leviticus now, am I? This is Hebrews. This is New Testament. Our God is a consuming fire. Would you stand up with me? Thank you, Lord. You know, I didn't say any of these things to scare you or to put fear in your heart about God or towards God. But all I'm doing is drawing our attention to how awesome He is. And I think in the church's desire and even good motivation to try to create an atmosphere and an environment where people feel more comfortable, one of the things that we've lost by default is that constant awareness of how awesome He is. And you don't have to lose that. You can have you can have the greatest lights and the greatest sound in the world and not lose your reverence and your awe for Him. They're not mutually exclusive. We can have that and we will have in this place a very high, high honor and reverence for the things of God. But part of that is going to be us being taught how to do it. 
teaching our kids how to do it. You know what I love? I love watching these kids run these halls. As soon as church is over, these halls are filled with giggles and screams and people are laughing and having a good time. That is so great. I love it. And I never want this to be an environment where kids come in and feel like they got to be robotic or androids in church because if I say anything too loud, pastor is going to be mad at it. No, come on. It's not about that. But we can learn that there's a difference between service time and after service, right? We can learn that. And we can know how to be in these times and know how to be in those times. And it, this is one of those things that is such a matter of the heart that in the teaching of it, you almost have to be careful because you can just read the scriptures and say the words and somebody can leave confused about God. Man, is, am I about to get consumed? Have I been playing with fire and I'm going to get torched here? It's such a matter of the heart. I was in a service years ago. I was hosting a youth conference and convention and I had invited a guy to come speak and it was not the right move. It was not somebody I knew. I kind of took the word of somebody else and he started speaking that morning and he preached a message called the holy terror of knowing God. The holy terror of knowing God. And I could tell it was kind of freaking some people out in the room. And these things are so spiritual. There was a young student in our youth ministry. He had a lot of mental disabilities, physical disabilities. He was in service. And, and I noticed from across the room, he got real rigid and started shaking and rocking almost violently, kind of getting distracting in the room. So I went over and I kind of put my arm around him. I helped him calm down a minute. And it didn't take me long at all. I connected these dots. Yeah. What The spirit of what's being said is feeding this. Right. And in the middle of that service, this, this guy, bless his heart, this, this young kid in our youth group, he used to wear the Bluetooth headset all the time, never took it off. And he got a call in the middle of church and he was very loud and he answered it. I'm sitting there with him. He answers it real loud. Hello, real loud like that. Of course, every head turns. And I just put my hand on him and said, buddy, you can't do that. Come here, come with me. Let's go this way. And I turned to walk out of the room. There's a curtain there that led into an empty room. And he screamed so loud get your hands off me. I'm going to kick you. And he did not hold back. Right in the middle of church. And all I know is my back was towards him and I feel this arm come across my back. He hit me so hard. He was not alone in there. I'll tell you that. And we got out of there and I'm trying to calm him down. He's marching circles around me. I'm going to kill you. 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 And I just stood there saying, I love you, buddy. I love you, buddy. I love you, buddy. I love you, buddy. And just a few minutes after that, he starts crying. Please don't kick me out. Please don't kick me out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I saw it so clear. When you try to make people afraid of God, it's a spiritual thing. How do I even say it? I, I don't know. Am I saying it? Is it coming across? Do you understand what I'm saying? He's not to be afraid of, but he is to be feared.
Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.